Welcome to Bedtime History. Hello, this is Breck. Guess what, parents? Bedtime History is now available on Story Button. Story Button is the easiest way to listen to our show without using screen devices like your phone or a tablet. Story Button is like a radio that's built for easy listening to your favorite kids' podcasts like ours. And the best part is there's no subscriptions or fees to access the content. This week, save $10 and get free shipping when you go to storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. That's storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. Come with me, dear listeners, back in time to a land shrouded in mist and jungles and swamps. A time hundreds of millions of years before T-Rexes stalked the earth, growling and rumbling and crashing through thick forests. A time before pterodactyls soared through the skies, shrieking and diving through clouds to capture unsuspecting prey. It's a land rich with possibilities and emerging life forms. Water covers large portions of the Earth's surface, and in its depths are fish and sea life of an amazing variety, all teeming and eating and reproducing. Everywhere growth and change are happening in open seas, pristine lakes, and murky swamps across the continents. Some amphibians or fish are growing larger, some are growing fangs, and some are growing legs and becoming tetrapods. Tetrapods are four-legged creatures with vertebrae or spines, and one of these tetrapods is a murky swamp creature called Crassigirinus scoticus, or sea scoticus, meaning thick Scottish tadpole. But don't let this cute name and fanciful image fool you. This is no wiggly little tadpole that we think of today, something that we capture in shallow ponds and gurgling streams giggling with delight as they scamper across our wet palms or shimmy up our sun-drenched arms. No, this is a gigantic tadpole, a fierce water hunter measuring anywhere from 6.5 to 10 feet long with sharp teeth. Think of an alligator or a crocodile and you'll get the picture of this amazing tetrapod. He is the T-Rex of tadpoles. So let's go back in time and learn more about it. The time is 300 million years ago, and C. Scoticus, the mighty tadpole, swims through the murky swamp waters of Scotland and West Virginia in North America. It's a fearsome hunter, with a narrow skull, large eyes, two rows of sharp teeth, a slim flexible body, and long tail. It swims slowly and stealthily below the muddy water, searching for tasty fish among the swaying reeds. Its powerful body sends out ripples behind it as it swishes its tail to and fro, four little legs floating below it. Sometimes it's treading water as it slows and eventually stops. Suddenly, it senses its prey, possibly through eyesight, vibrations, or electrical signals, and its powerful body lunges forward. It spots the fish. It's bigger than it expected, but it knows it can catch it in its strong jaws. With another thrust of its tail, it opens its massive jaws and snaps. The fish is caught. With a few more mighty chomps, its meal is devoured. Its jaws are its most powerful weapon. Without them, it would not survive. It can open them 60 degrees, much larger than human jaws, at a measly 26 degrees. C. Scoticus's powerful jaws and sharp teeth give it the ability to capture large amphibians with a single bite. And this is very handy, seeing as everything is large in these prehistoric times. 
Also, its big eyes help it see prey in the murky waters, plus its skull has a ridge of lines running from top to bottom, allowing it to feel vibrations in the water. Sometimes all it has to do is float silently in the shallows, waiting for a fish to swim by. The moving water ripples over its snout, and it knows that dinner is close at hand, and soon, in its belly. C. scoticus also sports a gap at the front of its snout. Maybe it needs other organs besides eyes and teeth to help it hunt. Possibly this gap contains a rostral organ, a jelly-filled sac with canals leading outside to help it detect electrical fields underwater. Or maybe it has a Jacobson's organ, a smell organ above the roof of its mouth, like those in snakes and lizards, to smell chemicals released by its prey. If it has all these attributes, strong jaws, sharp teeth, fine smell, a rostral organ, and vibration-sensitive ridges, then it's a mighty predator indeed, and has no need to go onto land. So, its little legs are a mystery. We know that other tetrapods started moving onto land using newly sprouted legs around 400 million years ago. Scoticus evolved 70 million years later. So, during this evolutionary leap, did it make it onto land and then return to water full-time, or did it never go on to land at all? We may never know. One thing I do know for certain, if I lived in Scotland or West Virginia, and maybe other places during that time in history, I would not swim in murky waters, and I wouldn't spend my time searching for tadpoles. Now let's jump ahead to 45 million years ago, long after C. scoticus started to sprout legs and swim through the swamps. There's another crazy creature, actually two of them, swimming below the ocean surface, and they each have a long menacing fang or saber tooth. Don't believe me? Well, I can understand that, because there's never been a creature before or since that looks like these two. And what are they? Well, they're actually super large anchovies. Yes, those things that come in little cans that you can put on pizzas or crackers. But these anchovies are huge. One is almost a foot long, and the other is about three feet or three meters long. So let's head back 65 million years in time to learn about the start of the saber-toothed anchovy. It's a day like any other, maybe sunny or cool or rainy in various parts of the world. Dinosaurs roam the land and vast forests carpet the earth. The sea brims with all kinds of prehistoric life. Suddenly a huge sonic boom shatters the atmosphere and a giant asteroid hurtles towards earth with a blazing tail of fire and gas. It smashes into earth with supersonic speeds, causing a massive explosion and spewing fire and ash high into the air. Raging wildfires erupt, their towering flames filling the sky. Soon the earth is on fire and all sunlight is obscured by thick gray clouds of smoke and ash. Rivers, ponds, and lakes dry up. The sea life is decimated. All vegetation burns to the ground. Many dinosaurs are lost and the rest soon perish due to fire, heat, smoke, and lack of water and food. All seems lost. Will Earth become a barren planet, devoid of life? The days tick by, then weeks, then years, then thousands and millions of years. During this time, tiny organisms in the sea began to form again, then grow, change, and evolve. It's now 15 million years later, and the seas are once more home to incredible forms of life. Fish dart here and there and are food for larger fish, sharks, and whales. And one of these fish is an 11-inch anchovy, 
with a lower jaw filled with razor-sharp teeth and an upper jaw with one long saber tooth. He is called Clupiopsis streleni, and he lives in the waters near Belgium. He evolves in the sea as if through a ripple in time. He exists for a period of time and then vanishes, never to be seen again. Why did evolution make this unique sea creature with a saber tooth? Did he need a large tooth to spear larger fish so that he could bite them into smaller bits? It's really hard to say. But C. Strelini is not alone. He has a larger cousin in Southeast Asia measuring three feet long and with the same fierce saber tooth. This larger anchovy cousin is called Monosmilus chirilotis, or single knife churl. And what's a churl? It's a scary fairy tale creature, a shape shifting demon or vampire with fangs. But this fish is no fairy tale demon, though. It's an actual fish and swims in the shallows of the sea searching for prey. But just like its smaller cousin, it can use its 16 sharp bottom teeth and one long saber tooth to spear and eat its prey. Sometimes it sheds its teeth and grows as they fall out during attacks, and it is constantly growing new ones. And although he's long by modern-day anchovy standards, he's a small fry on the prehistoric scale. He must be wary of larger predators like sharks and the four-legged whale known as Delanistes. But like his smaller cousin, the mystery remains. Why did it evolve and then disappear? We may never know. Both of these fish have been called a bizarre evolutionary experiment, one that's never occurred before or since in all the seas throughout time. For some reason, evolution decided that a small cousin would thrive and without the fang. As for me, I'm grateful that my anchovies are now petite and bite-sized. Otherwise, they could certainly take a bite out of me. So what do you think about these wacky wonders of the swamps and seas? Have you ever heard of them before? I know I hadn't. Isn't evolution strange and amazing and unpredictable? I wonder what life forms will be on Earth millions of years from now. I'd love to hear from you and learn what your favorite dinosaur or prehistoric sea creature is. Click the show notes below and your comments might be featured in a future episode. We had a request from one of our listeners that I wanted to share. Hello, Brick. This is Mark from Chile. I would like to ask if you could make an episode of Bedtime History of the History of the Car. I have a book from the library that's about cars and it was very fascinating. Thanks for your suggestion, Mark. We love that idea. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune in Monday for a new one.